Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. In the gospel today, Jesus says something very strong. He says, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to enter into eternal fire. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than two eyes into hell. The first point that Jesus makes really is that our main priority in life is eternal life. We don't live as Christians just for this world, but we live for heaven. And sometimes this, uh, this statement can cause fear because anytime we bring up hell and eternal life, it, it can bring up some fear. But Jesus encourages us that if we, he gives us the example of little children and his own example. He says that those who receive one such child, they receive me. He identifies with the children and he calls us all to be children of God. He's not going to leave us with a commandment and then just keep us in fear. He's going to show us the way. Amen? So Jesus speaks of eternal life. But Jesus is not, he's not literally saying, cut off your hand, cut off your foot, pluck out your eye. Jesus knows where sin comes from. Sin comes from the heart. It comes from the desires. And so that's why it makes so much sense that in Deuteronomy today, the first reading, which I hope we paid attention to, Moses is telling the Israelites, say this with me, circumcise your hearts which means to remove the unclean part of your heart, to remove the unclean desires that are in us. Jesus knows where sin comes from. It comes from the heart. It comes from desire. And so Jesus is seeking pure hearts, pure desire. Now, all of us in this church, we know we're sinners. We know that we have, pure, we have impure desires at times because that's where sin comes from. And that's why life, a daily conversion, is the key. So blessed, Jesus says, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 2, true circumcision is not outward. The Jews thought that the law was defined by the circumcised. But true circumcision is of the heart. It is in the spirit. And so, in the beginning of this homily, I want to talk about our desires and where our desires are. And I want this to be a reflection for all of you. Keep thinking throughout your life, throughout the things that you do, why am I doing it? What am I truly desiring when I'm doing this? Last time, I talked about gambling a couple weeks ago. And I ask you, if you're still struggling, what are you desiring when you gamble? Or when we have a kid, a 14, 15-year-old kid, who takes a vape from his friends and starts smoking the vape, I tell that kid who's sitting in this church right now, hey, son or daughter, you're smoking a vape because someone gave it to you. What do you desire? What's on your heart? Is it you want it to look cool? Is it you don't want to be ostracized or isolated from your friends? We know that the human heart desires love, acceptance, inclusiveness. 
Let's say a student cheats on their exam. What is your desire there? No condemnation. I'm not condemning you. I want you to ask yourself, what are you seeking? For a boyfriend or a girlfriend that is having premarital relationships that they shouldn't be having, what is your desire in all of that? We need to be honest with our hearts. And today we're hearing God's word say, circumcise your hearts. Take off, Lord, remove the part of my heart that is not of you because I want to see you. I want purity of heart, purity of desire. In today's uh, homily, I want to kind of move to something that is a little sensitive, especially for women. It is the topic of modesty, the topic of modesty. Modesty is not just about clothing and it's not just about the exterior. It's, it's mostly about the heart and about our desires. So I did some research. I'm not a woman, okay? I don't wear the clothes that you wear, obviously, okay? Um, I did some research, so I asked some women, why do women wear what they wear, especially when they're seeking immodesty, when not seeking it, but they're wearing immodest clothing? And I just asked a few women. They said, number one, women want to feel good about themselves, and so they feel good when they look good, and often will, we often, all of us, men and women, we identify with how we look. And so if we feel good, we look good, we, we just identify with it and it makes us feel good. Number two, we want to fit in with other women. We want, number three, we want male attention. Number four, we want people to compliment us. And number five, if you're a woman who is interested in fashion, it is very difficult nowadays to be interested in fashion, to look trendy, and to be modest. And so it's easier to just wear immodest clothing to fit in and just to look cool and to, because it's fun to accessorize. Girls, women, is it awkward for me to talk about this? Yes or no? Okay. I feel like it's awkward for me. I'm just going to be real. I'm sidetracking from my homily now. It's awkward for me because I'm not a woman, okay? I don't know fully your desires. So again, I'm bringing this topic up for you to check your heart. Lord, where in my heart is there an impure desire that is leading me to immodesty? I want you to ask yourself, what am I seeking? What am I desiring that is causing me to dress immodestly, to fit in, to get male attention because I love trendy stuff and that's my desire, all of those things. And so as we're going through the list, I literally wrote down, the struggle is real, amen? Okay, for all you women, I, I think all of us men can see the struggle is real. Fashion is not helping you. Social media and trends, they're not helping you. And it, and it leads you to desire those things because that's what's in. But women, I would just say, from a man's perspective, now from, from your father, you are worth so much more than being objectified for your body. 
When we teach our young women to be modest, we teach them to value themselves more than an object to be looked at. Women, can you say this with me? Modesty isn't about hiding your body. It's about revealing your dignity. When you're modest, you actually show more of who you are. And you force men to see you not as an object, but as a person. And that is when you're going to get the man that you've always been dreaming of. A man who loves you for you and not for how you look, dress, or show yourself. There's a funny quote. Dressing immodestly is like rolling around in manure. You'll get attention, but mostly from pigs. Sahlola. Okay. Modesty is a virtue, and virtue is always in the middle. Virtue is about balance. It's not about extremes, okay? So Christian modesty is not dressing like a Muslim woman who you can barely see her eyes and she's top down. That's not modesty in the Christian, Christian perspective. But modesty is also not wearing a bra instead of a t-shirt and thinking it's okay to go out or to go to the gym or about showing your leggings or whatever it may be. I don't even want to get into particulars because I'm uncomfortable, okay? I get uncomfortable at the gym, okay? Sometimes it's not easy. I try, you know. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. St. Paul says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that is within you, whom you have from God? You have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. I just have one test question. Next time you're going into your wardrobe, and if you have to donate some clothes, I'm sorry after this homily, but next time you are thinking of what to wear, I want you to ask the question, if Father John was around me, would I wear this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm putting a thought in your head. I'm sorry. I love you. Again, I'm going back to our desires. Women, even us men, men, we have certain desires that are impure that we need to check. I want to bring up our best example of modesty and its purity of heart. And it's our Blessed Mother, our Mother Mary, and her immaculate heart. A couple of days ago, we remembered Our Lady of Fatima. And Our Lady of Fatima said that more souls go to hell because of sins of the flesh than for any other reason. She said to St. Jacinta that certain fashions will be introduced that will offend our Lord very much. And so she encouraged us to make reparation, to pray for sinners, and to pray the rosary. If we seek a pure heart family, pray the rosary and Mary is going to make your heart like hers. Your heart is going to be circumcised. It is going to become more pure because of our mother. And so please pray the rosary. 
There's something called the Fatima prayer. Actually, after every decade, we pray, um, what do we pray? Glory be to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. How does it go? Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Amen. There's also the Fatima prayer, and I want you to repeat it after me. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon of you for those who do not believe, who do, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. I'm going to pray it again and just listen to it. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not hope, do not adore, and do not love you. Jesus says in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. I'm going to transition really quickly, because I know I'm going kind of long, but it's going to be a little different. There's a lot going on in the world. And because of all of that, I find it no coincidence that it was on the, one of the memorials of Our Lady of Fatima that the Muslim extremists announced the jihad. I actually don't think that's a coincidence. I think that Mary is revealing how Islam is such an offense to God. So, sorry, that was an aside. But there's a lot going on in the world. And because of that, there's a lot of anxiety kind of popping up. And often, when I talk to someone with anxiety, I try to help them come to a self-knowledge, a self-understanding. Because we know that anxiety is a feeling, but before a feeling comes a thought. And so I try to help someone understand the thoughts that are producing anxiety. So we'll walk through like self-awareness and, and what are the thoughts producing this feeling and all of that, okay? But what I've come to, come to know is that breakthrough, breakthrough, true breakthrough doesn't come just from self-knowledge or from reason. It comes from an encounter with Jesus, True breakthrough comes when Jesus steps in and heals us, when he circumcises our hearts. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, but this truth that we are coming to know is not a head knowledge, it is an encounter with him, with his love, with his security. Jesus loves you, and if it stays only in your head, there's going to be no breakthrough. Let him come. And so... One thing I want us to do is when you're experiencing anxiety from the craziness of the world, I don't know if it's going to get better. Jesus says, in this world there's going to be trials. Be courageous. I've overcome it. When you're experiencing these feelings, I don't want to send my kid to school. I'm scared to go outside. What's happening in the world? Look around. The news. It's important to not have all those negative thoughts in our head, for sure. But I want you to invite Jesus into the moment. A lot of times people get discouraged because of their anxiety. They feel like the devil is knocking. He's always bothering me. 
But I want you to see anxiety in a different way. Look at anxiety as Jesus knocking on your door and saying, I want to come in and I want to heal you. When you're experiencing anxiety, we need an encounter with Jesus. But Jesus says, blessed are, say this with me if you're falling asleep, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. How are you to encounter God without, an uncircumc- without a circumcised heart? We need purity of heart to encounter him. We need faith in him to encounter him so that he can bring lasting peace. And so, circumcise your hearts. Seek purity of heart. Change your desires. Lord, not my will. Your will be done. Lord, give me your heart. Lord, circumcise my heart. Take off what is unclean. Because I want lasting peace. Amen?